Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Talking Circles. This instant reaction. I'm Clayton Caldwell here, as I will break down the 2021 schedule, what I like, what I don't like, and what the future will look like as far as the schedule is concerned. That's what we're going to get to. So let's get right to it. First of all, um, one of the most glaring things about this schedule is that Chicagoland and Kentucky are no longer. Um, that's an interesting one. You know, I didn't expect to see that. You know, if you would have told me five years ago that both Chicagoland and Kentucky would have been off the schedule in 2021, I would have laughed at, laughed at you and said that would, that was that's never going to happen. But yet here we are uh, in 2021, and that's happening. And there's a lot of things you could discuss about um, why that is. I, I really think that the land around Chicagoland Speedway, NASCAR saw the opportunity to sell, and they said, let's sell it. Um, and they made a profit off of it. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal is with Kentucky with SMI. They must be get, you know, from what I've heard, they're also going to be working the, the Circuits of the America race, um, SMI. So they're going to be really thrilled with that, uh, and they're probably going to get some kind of um, compensation for that as well. Probably the Circuits of the America. But you know, give a little bit of credit here to NASCAR. You know, they said that uh, when they made made it private again, made ISC private again. Um, that they could do whatever they wanted because they didn't have to worry about their stock price anymore. And certainly losing Chicagoland is is a big deal. That's a racetrack. And again, they're making money off of it, so it's not like they're going to just sit there and chalk it up. But you know, th- they gave the dates to Atlanta and Darlington. They gave another date to. And Darlington, obviously, who doesn't love that racetrack? That's a that's a great racetrack. That's a great job by them to go out there and get add uh, a track to Darlington. Uh, race Darlington and Atlanta is a great racetrack too. And to add a date there is pretty cool. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people in the Chicago land area. I'm sure that are very disappointed. That's an area that NASCAR, um, at least the city of Chicago is losing. And, you know, their fans showed up and they supported that. And, and I, listen, I understand I'm sympathetic to you folks, but you know, that's kind of the game. Unfortunately, you know, you probably got your date because somebody else lost, whether it's the people at Rockingham or North Wilkesboro back in the 90s, you know, when we went into this economic boom. And unfortunately for Chicago, it is in a place that is a mile and a half track. And, and we just had too many of them on this schedule for too many years. And now you look at it and you think about what's going on with their news earlier about Auto Club Speedway turning into a short track. You know, right now with Kentucky, Auto Club and Chicago off the schedule uh, the mile and a half tracks have quick, quickly dwindled down, and that's a good thing. You also got to keep in mind Indianapolis is moving to a road course next year, so that's uh, a track that a lot of people look at as not the most exciting race. Moving into a road course makes it a little bit more interesting. And you have uh, Charlotte, the Roval race, which was a which was a 500 mile oval race at a mile and a half racetrack, now moving to a road course event, which has been a road course event the last couple of years. But you know. So when you look at the last five years and how many, you know, the how many mile and a half tracks are going away, that's a good thing. Um, and adding a date at Darlington and Atlanta is good. Now they're saying that there is a possibility that in the future here, the next two next year or the year after, NASCAR is not done adding racetracks. Let me adding racetracks and changing the schedule up. Let me just say this first of all. I'm a short track guy. I grew up a NASCAR fan for years. I love short tracks. I want to see NASCAR go to more short tracks. I've made that clear. Everything I've written, everything I've said, more short tracks. Not a huge fan of the road courses. 
I, I'm not going to lie. You know, Road America doesn't do it for me. Uh, Circuits of the America doesn't do it for me. Indianapolis doesn't really do it for me as a road course. Um, six is, to me, the max. I mean, to me, four was the max, to be honest with you. I would have gone one more here and not have gone the other two, but there's obviously reasons behind it. Now, my thought process is they felt with Chicagoland they had to sell now to make a profit off of it. And that's could be why we're seeing a date go to Road America. And they're looking at adding a – hopefully they're looking in the next couple of years of saying we're only going to go to Road America for a couple of years. We're going to add a short track in there when a short track gets you know, established and we can add a short track in there. That's what I'm hoping is the case. Obviously, we have Nashville, which is going to be uh, on, a, on a schedule as well, which – I'm not a huge fan of that racetrack. I'd love to go to the short track, but that's a, another discussion for another day. Um, but as far as that's concerned, you know, I am a f- in favor of losing mile-and-a-half racetracks. I'm not going to miss Chicagoland. I'm not going to lie. not going to miss Kentucky at all. I think we have too many road courses now. Um, I would like to see the road courses go away, uh, at least a couple of them, and get replaced with better racetracks. So I'm hoping – in 2022, 2023, 2024, that is at least considered because I don't want to get NASCAR into a, uh, especially the Cup Series, into a situation where they are a road course series. You know, we have IMSA, we have Formula One, we have IndyCar. The race fan can go there and get their road courses. NASCAR is more of a short track, high banked series, and, and that is what it's built off of. And to me, um, we need to try and keep cut the amount of short tracks down, or excuse me, the amount of road courses down. And I understand uh, the, there's fans' wants there. I know a lot of fans who are very interested in, in road course racing, um, but I, I do think we're going to sort of kill the golden goose here where um, you know too much of a good thing is just too much. So uh, I'll give it a shot next year. But I think there's just too many road courses races. That's my thing with it. And I don't think it's a huge, huge deal. And I hope they look at it and they say, well, we're doing that just kind of temporarily and we're going to move some things around here in the next couple of years. Uh, I would be okay with that. Other interesting notes from this schedule. One is the Bristol Dirt Race. And this is one that uh, I'm kind of scratching my head on. You know, I totally get a dirt dirt race. There's a lot of fans out there. Dirt racing is really hot right now. There's a lot of fans out there who love dirt racing. Personally, I'm an asphalt fan, asphalt short track fan. I think, again, that was what NASCAR was built off of. I think we can still do that when we do it right. I still think that can sell and that appeals to a mass audience, but we haven't done it right in a while. Um, I would prefer to go to like an Eldora or an actual short track, an actual dirt track. Then go to Bristol. Now I understand with with ISC and SMI controlling basically all these races, uh, they don't want to lose the TV money. They don't want to lose their their date. So the way to appease it is they go to Bristol with dirt. Now Bristol's been in dirt before. They've they've run a dirt race at Bristol before, uh, but it wasn't as long. I'm curious to see how long this race is going to be. I'm afraid of the track getting really dry and not great. Um, I'm afraid of it even at times being too wet if they oversaturate the track, you know, without the natural dirt underneath it to to pull to you know absorb that water, 
it's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be on top of concrete, which is fine, but it's just it's very different. I'm I'm worried about the um the quality of racing on that dirt. I understand what they're trying to do. I get it, and it breaks my heart that we got to lose a short track race at Bristol to get a dirt race. I would have liked to lose. You know, why can't we place one of the Chicagoland dates? With a, with a dirt track. That would have been better to me. A dirt track up in Eldora, which is that sort of the net, net same area of the Midwest there. Just go to Eldora and call it a day. Um, I don't understand that one. So that's the one thing I'm worried about with Bristol for sure is just the kind of show it will put on. Uh, again, I, I mentioned the future earlier. I think the future of the series is it's going to be interesting because, you know, O'Donnell said today, Steve O'Donnell said, hey, we're not done moving races around. That's great. And I give NASCAR credit because for 20 years, this schedule has been stale. Very, very, very stale. And there wasn't a lot you could do. And I kept telling people that. There's not a lot they can do. And they did a lot here. There's no question. They did a lot here. They changed it up a lot, which is a good thing. Um, I wish they focus more on short tracks. I wish we had more short track options to go to. I hope in the future that is the case. Um, but I can live with this for for the 2021 season. Uh, the race I'm really concerned about, again, is the Bristol dirt race. But I can live with this. I just hope, as long as you convince me that NASCAR is going to go to more short tracks in a truck series next year, and maybe even the Xfinity series, I'll, I'll, swallow, I'll swallow this cup schedule here for 2021. Because I think that's ultimately... What we need to do is is build short tracks from the bottom up and try and get them into the Cup Series here in five, ten years um, from the Xfin- from the Xfinity and a Truck Series. So you know, there's rumors that maybe uh, Lanier Speedway, Lanier Speedway um, in Georgia there is going to get a truck date. I don't know if that's true, but I hope that's the case. The other thing I want to discuss with this schedule is the 28 one-day shows. Now, there's a few races in there. I don't think it's really um, hammered out yet. The Daytona 500 is going to have qualifying in practice. Uh, the Coca-Cola 600 is probably going to have qualifying in practice. A lot of the new dates, I think Nashville is going to have it. Uh, Circuits of the America, Road America, the Bristol Dirt Race. They're going to have pra- practice in qualifying. And, and that for sure makes sense because there's a new dates on a schedule. Um, but I get concerned and I've kind of come on record about this I get concerned about the long-term damage of no practice and qualifying uh, and what I mean by that is you know Kevin Harvick's won 10 races this year uh, nine races this year I should say and uh, you know how many he's gonna win before the year's out it's hard for teams that are behind to catch up by just doing simulations that's my take on it you know the only way to catch up and, and part of the, the only way you can really work on your race cars is practice and figure some things out and learn. Some teams have better simulations than others, and those teams are going to probably win races and run up front. And that's not a cheap fix, the simulation. I, I don't know why people think like, oh, to me, that's not a cheap fix. That's a lot of research, a lot of development, a lot of implementation to go into it. Um, so these teams that are behind are going to stay behind. And what you get is a little bit of a stale product. That is my fear with one day shows. And 
I understand NASCAR is trying to save the team money, save the team's money, and the teams don't want to build backup cars anymore. Yada yada yada. Um, but to me, I think we need to look at one day shows and and take a serious look at them here in 2021 and say, is this affecting what we're trying to do? Is this affecting the product on the racetrack? Because if it does, we need to consider stopping it. And it was nice. You know, everybody's like, oh, it's much more competitive when we started this pandemic. It was much more – people said it was much more competitive. And I do agree when we first started the first five or six races in, it was probably a little bit more competitive as far as back markers running up front. But that has fizzled out, and it, it is no, that is no longer the case. And the teams that are behind seem to stay behind. And the teams that are running up front and have speed continue to have speed and continue to run up front. And I feel like that's not going to change and we'll get we're gonna product that is stale and people will be questioning why that is. And I really think the one day shows are gonna be a big part of that. So I can live with it because the team owners have cried a foul about this about the budgets and uh, the you know how the build a team and and the money aspect of it all has been a problem for a long, long time, over a decade, you know, and I, so I can live with saving some teams money here, but I just say to the fans and everybody out there, just watch the long-term effects of no practice and no qualifying, because I think it could be huge. So as we go through 2021 and 2020, let's take a look at that and think about it seriously and really hard and see if it's affecting the product bad. Because if it is, we need to pull back on that and get it back. And that's going to be a very hard thing to do. That's why I've kind of shot away from this because I'm like, it's going to be a very hard thing to do once it's gone. Once practice and qualifying is gone, it's going to be hard to get back because these team owners are going to be very, very annoyed that they're going to have to do that. But I'm afraid about the long-term effects of that. So hopefully um, that will not be the case and everything will go smoothly and we'll see different winners up front and teams can catch each other. And with this new car in 2022, everything's going to be leveled out here and, you know, we'll we'll make being a team owner sustainable again um, as far as money is concerned. So that's my take on the schedule and everything that came out today here on Talking Circles.